Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, our lies free speech. Ooh. Ooh. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. But first, mm. do we have any housekeeping? Uh, you got a little package a in the little, mail. Yeah, we do. So, I'll, you know, it's Halloween week. I'll be honest. I haven't uh, read I, I the instructions yet. <laughs> but we did open it up and play with the pieces. And we, the unboxing experience was pretty good. <laughs> it was uh, it was all assembled. It wasn't in a million different pieces. But, um, yes, yeah, so I got my mint tin game. Or is that what it's yes. called? Yes. And uh, remind me of the name of it. It's uh, Small Space. Small Space, right. So again, on the space theme, sort of these new worlds looking graphics and lots of meeples or whatever you call it, dice and chits. Cubes and cubes and meeples and dice. And yeah, yeah. it's amazing how much you can fit into that little box. It is amazing, actually. Um, but, you know, we pulled everything out. We looked at it. We marveled, uh, but we haven't played it yet. So <laughs> perhaps this weekend, Saturday night, I think is probably a good time. Cool. But Cooper's very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, so we're going to give that a try. And now, is that one of the games that you entered in the the Mint Tin competition? It is, yes. Excellent. And what's the timeline on that? Um, I think there's like public voting for a couple of more days, and then it goes to like the there's a panel that judged semifinalists and stuff. All right. So we release these really quickly. So folks, if you feel like going over to the Game Crafter. The game I mean, we can we can we can link to it, but I don't think you like it's it's voting voting is not free. It's community voting, which means you have to pay with crafter points that you earn within the community doing things. Like each vote costs you ten crafter points to cast. Got it. I see. I thought there was. So, I thought when you said public voting, there was some sort of popularity well, contest we could game. <laughs> Sadly, no. They. <laughs> I, I actually, I believe they do that precisely to prevent that from happening. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, well. Well, that's actually kind of on topic, isn't it? Mm, Speaking it is, of gaming it? the system. Yeah. Uh, nice, s- nice impromptu segue there. Right. Yeah, it's like magic. Just naturals at this. Uh, so the, the, the hullabaloo is about Twitter and Facebook kind of in a uh, tinkle contest about what, the, what to do about gaming the U.S. election. Like happened last time, the Cambridge Analytica thing and just like fake ads and Russian medal in the election, all that stuff. And, you know, obviously this gets instantaneously political, um, but it does, it, it raises like a great question. And I don't know, I don't feel like there's an obvious answer. I, I'm definitely having not thought about it deeply. I'm initially on the fence where it's like, I'm having emotional responses, but I'm not sure logically what the right answer is. Right, because you, I see. Right, I'm right there with you. So if we if we simplify the the story, uh, Twitter announced that they were not going to run any political ads on Twitter on the platform, and and Facebook on an you know immediate almost immediately after that on an earnings call, essentially said, "Well, we are," and. And it's not because we make a ton of money off of it. We barely make any money off of it, actually. You know, in the scheme of things, well, percentage-wise, they said a half a percent of their ad income comes from that, which is probably like a billion dollars. <laughs> probably so. But the, the and the and the language that Zuck used to 
talk about this wasn't like uh, we think it's fine to run fake ads. His angle was we don't want we don't think it's right for a private company to be deciding to to meddling in free speech. And so he's clearly trying to like cloak himself in the free speech flag. Mm-hmm. Free and, the. F- can I just the the definition and understanding of free speech as guaranteed by the Constitution is so misunderstood. I, I'm that I count myself in that. I don't know what it means literally. I, I haven't read it in the Constitution. I don't know exactly what it's. Essentially, it means that journalists cannot be like penalized or censored or what have you for reporting things in the media. That's basically all it boils down to. Like you as a citizen, like the right to free speech. I mean, like it's, yeah, it's people, limited people like misunderstand crazy. it all the time. Yeah. yeah it's and limited like, like crazy, like slander. Yeah, yeah. can't just like run around slandering someone. Yeah. And you don't have free speech within a private institution. You can't just go into like, some private space and say whatever you want and expect to not be able to suffer any consequences from that organization because of it, because of free speech. It, right. It doesn't, that's not how, that's not how that amendment works or is intended to work. It's meant to be as a protection against citizens and journalists speaking out in public spaces against Mm. uh, or not even against but also but fair reporting and that sort of thing right so so facebook and i've heard this argument before which makes more sense now that you just said that the argument before that facebook is a like in certain situations they want to act like a journalistic you know like a publication Mm -hmm. like a journalism outlet and then other times they're like, I oh, don't know, we're a private company. We're a private company, yeah. And and a newspaper is a private company, but they, you know, journalists are afforded special, you know, like you just like said. There's, there's a yeah, there's a standard of standard there, yeah. Right, one would like to think so. So, and there was a, a particular ad in the article we were just reading before the show. There was like a particular ad in which, you know, a political candidate ran what is. I, I can't even bring myself to say clearly a lie because then it just gets debated. Like, is it a lie? Is it not a lie? But, but basically it, that piece wasn't in question. Like there was no question about like, yeah, that, that ad is, has lies right. in it. Right. There, there is factual evidence that it's disproving even, the things in this ad. Yeah. Right. And, and we, we could argue whether or not the lie is, is actually a lie or not a lie, but Zuckerberg was like, yeah, it's a lie, but we're going to run it. And TV shows are going to run it and cable stations are going to run it. And that's their right to run it. They can run lies if they want. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't square. You know, on, on the one hand, you've got something about commerce being involved here. Feel, makes it feel a little weirder. But you do have, but I, I recognize that it immediately gets really squishy as soon as you start to think about it uh, mm-hmm. at all. Because newspapers, for example... I know from being in a newspaper family that, uh, uh, guess what? If you buy a whole bunch of ads, you tend to win the annual best donuts in Rhode Island competition. Huh? Imagine <laughs> right. that. Right. Because people are more aware of you or because and, they and you're just the first one that comes to mind <laughs> because and, yeah. they just pick it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause the newspaper wants their biggest advertiser to win. Yeah. So, yeah. And Oh yeah, because the newspaper just picks it. Yeah, right. So you know, who knows? I mean, I I actually know for a fact from being inside of awards, uh, let's just say awards organizations that shenanigans happen. Mm-hmm. Like we want 
the most popular one to win because then they're going to talk about it and then we're going to be more famous. You know, it happens. Yeah. So it's not like the newspaper business is immune to financial incentives and, you know, biases and all this stuff. Yeah. All kinds of, yeah. Yellow journalism is like a thing. So, and it has been forever and ever, but somehow when it comes to the ads, it's like, I feel like, I feel like TV has rules about like there's precedent. There must, there must, I don't know this, but there must've been lawsuits in the past about someone running just like a, just a lie, a straight up. Like yeah, but there must've been like, I feel like TV stations, at least recently too, are becoming a lot more prone to say, mm, no, that's a lie. We're not going to do it. I, I, I don't I'm know. pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's normal. I'm pretty sure it's normal for traditional uh, sort of legacy media broadcast outlets media mm-hmm. to not run stuff that's clearly not you know like Obama's a, to their yeah Obama's a Martian. You know what I mean? Like o- Obama yeah. is Elvis reincarnated or whatever. Like like at what point do like if someone wants to spend two hundred million dollars on NBC saying. Yeah, the sky is yellow. <laughs> like, like yeah, is who NBC cares? gonna let them? Right. Like, who, like does does like anybody care? Not, I don't. Well, if NBC allows it, then doesn't that hurt their reputation? I mean, they have a reputation to protect too, as a real, you know. Yeah, I mean, but we're getting into like a legal thing, though. So, like, yeah. that's up to them. If they if they think it's going to be good or bad for their reputation, that's up to them. Sky's yellow. Mm-hmm. You know. And a two hundred million dollars. Yeah, we get two hundred million dollars to run an ad that says the sky's yellow, <laughs> or like like pigs can fly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Pigs can fly now. And then, oh man! And now it, immediately it's like, well, what about what about ads that aren't? You could just say, oh, it's a creative, it's a stunt, or it's a promotion, because there's tons of stuff runs that's not real. Right. You know, you see ads that are, you know, like. But like, what if it? What if it starts to get a lot more subtle and more manipulative? Yeah. Or you get into like deep fake stuff where it's like, okay, here's a good one. Here's a good one. It's a deep fake thing where someone creates a um, a fake video. Oh, it's a parody of you know, whatever. Pick your pick your president. Mm-hmm. But Obama. if it's not an obvious parody, yeah, that of uh, you know whatever Obama, mm-hmm. Hillary, Trump, somebody saying something like, oh, it's totally not true. Oh, it was obviously a parody. You know, it was an ad for hot dogs. Yeah, but they, <laughs> you know, like at what well, that can't be illegal. And so here's the question: like, like in a in a case like that, I would imagine Obama could sue the business that ran the ad. But does the outlet? Probably they might be protect, protected under parity law, but again, there are limits and restrictions on that. Yeah, one would think, it, and it might not include former presidents. I don't know. Yeah, or let's say let's say Mark Cuban. So not, okay. not, you know, or Elon Musk, famous person, okay. not, not a politician. And they do a, somebody runs a, you know, whatever dollar shave club runs a Super Bowl ad on NBC or whoever. That's, that's fake Elon Musk. Fake Elon Musk. Going saying, on and on about the, um, the, the amazingness that is their company. Yeah. Right. Like, um, like. Like we're, doing a product endorsement. We're bringing Dollar Shave Club to Mars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there's, and because it's the only one that has the, you know, five blade technology, whatever, <laughs> something stupid. Needed to get yeah. a close shave in a one third G environment. 
if anybody knows close shaves, it's people who shoot rockets into the sky. Dollar Shave Club, right? So, right. So you could definitely, I feel like you could definitely get away with having an actor play someone who looked like Elon Musk. And, you know, like local, mm-hmm. local car dealerships do this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Where like, you know, fake, fake uh, wrestlers, fake pro wrestler, you know, like I, I heard, a, <laughs> yeah, I heard an, an ad for the local pharmacy from fake Paul Harvey on the radio on the way home today. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if like the current the current little title pool we're in here is kind of like pro Zuckerberg, you know, like it's like, look, you say whatever you want. And if it's illegal, then the the damaged party will sue. But it's not yeah. us, uh, not up to us to make a decision about what isn't isn't what, what legal you can or can't say the the only thing the only consideration facebook really has to have is is this going to damage our reputation in such a way that we care enough about to say no we don't want this on our platform <laughs> it'd be hard to damage the reputation at this point yeah yeah it, exactly it would be yeah <laughs> it's a high bar so it's, yeah it's it's well it's pretty damaged already so yeah that's what i mean yeah so now, now let's flip side this. Now let's talk about the Twitter side of the argument. Okay. The Twitter side of the argument, it seems, it almost seems, in one sense, it almost seems lazy. Like we're just, we're just throwing up our hands. We're going to opt out of this. We're just going to opt out of political ads altogether. Right. And now here's the, here's the funny thing about that. Because first of all, I think Twitter ads, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I even see them. I mean, like Facebook or Instagram I, I see ads all the time. Right. Like my first response to uh, Twitter saying we're going to block political ads was to be like, there's ads what on political Twitter? ads. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, not that, they that just, not they that just it doesn't integrate happen. so well into my Twitter stream that I just, <laughs> I just scroll right past and don't even notice them. Yeah. So the thing is, it's kind of like them. It's, it feels a little bit like a false virtue. Like they're saying, oh, we're going to we're going to take a stand and take a financial hit to get rid of these ads. And it's like they're probably, mm-hmm. you know, do they even work? How much you know, do you even make any money off them? Which is which c- would kind of yeah. explain Zuck's thing. It's like we're not making any like big money off these ads either. It's like you're not. We're not. That's not the point. The point it is. Feel, it, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Then the, I'll then I'll interject. Right. The Zuckerberg like like. Twitter's kind of framing it. It seemed like they were they were framing it as like um, a money like oh Facebook's you know get their money grubbing hands. They don't right, care. They'll run anything. And Zuckerberg's like it's not about the money. It's not that much money. Yeah, we can, and we Twitter's get trying to take the moral high ground. Exactly. Yeah, the moral high but ground. It, but at the same time, look at look at some of the accounts that Twitter allows. It, that that's my next point, which is like you've got to be kidding me. Like ads are the like Twitter ads are the problem. It's not the Twitter ads; it's the bots. Mm-hmm. And some of the people. Well, yeah, sure. And then it gets into this thing like, um, um, what do you? So it gets into the the demonetization thing, which mm-hmm. is so the the platforms that really seem to be wrestling with this hard right now are Twitter, Facebook, and its spinoffs. And, and YouTube. YouTube. And Yeah, didn't YouTube do a thing lately where they were going to demonetize political stuff? They they have been well. YouTube's YouTube's kind of 
slowly imploding right now anyway, I feel like. But Don't you think? Why do you think that? Um, just, just the whole, the changes that are taking effect in January about channels that have children's content on them and... Oh, I haven't heard this. Oh, yeah. Um, like, like any channel that has, and their algorithm is going to decide, content that is, like, geared toward children. Mm-hmm. The videos are not going to be able to be monetized. The comments are going to be off. Um, and, and like, there's other stuff too. Uh, it's going to appear differently in the search algorithm. It's just wow. they're 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 really really cracking like, down on it. Yeah, really cracking down. There's been a lot of bad. Not to shift gears too much, but it feels related. There's there's been a lot of really bad press, and I think I think. Mm-hmm really you know as a someone who has kids who watch a lot of youtube it's really exaggerated yeah and the content creators that are making content for children they're not the problems <laughs> it's uh, comments if you want to disable comments i could understand that because the community can be toxic and it can be like a place for for people to maybe prey on children that sort of stuff i understand that the demonetizing children's content i, I don't get because the people who are creating legitimate child-friendly content are not the problems. It's all of the people that create the borderline stuff or the things that aren't kid-friendly that the kids are watching anyway due to lack of restrictions or supervision or whatever. Yeah, and there's, a, there's another one, which is um, kind of like bot-generated content. It's mm-hmm. like this kind of um, weird mashups with keyword-loaded titles that have like like the the finger family sh- you know baby shark mashup and yeah and, and it's like this the, the, they're like montages of the same right some variation of the same 300 clips over and over yeah and, and, yeah. and there is some sort of weird like um like um uh it it almost gives you the impression that there somebody created some kind of animation program that just takes that like takes input mm-hmm. and creates a horrible animation with a horrible kind of robo call, but it's robo call kind of voice singing. It's mm-hmm. weird. It, there's some, it's weird, but it's not, it's just, so like a typical article will be like, you know, the sky is falling. I remember one in particular, it was a guy, first of all, who didn't even have kids and not that, not that that doesn't mean he should have an opinion, but he was like really horrified by, the fact that algorithms were making content for kids. And I'm like, okay, get over that because mm-hmm. algorithms are making content for every, it's already, that's over. That fight's over. Yeah. That I ship mean, has sailed. Yeah. I mean, any news feed is, is controlled by an algorithm and that's what you're reading. So it is, yes, humans probably wrote some of it or most of it or some percentage of it, but they didn't write all of it. And the stuff that you're seeing is picked by a computer the movies that you're suggested on Netflix are picked by a computer. The related videos in a vi- YouTube stream are picked by a computer. And is that necessarily bad? I don't know. Not re- I don't see that no, as necessarily it, bad. It's, it's not good or bad. It's just, it just is. It just is. And people wouldn't be doing it because there's too much volume. So would you, it's kind of like, do you want recommended stuff or not? Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't solve the problem. The anyway, the, the thing with the, the, with the kids thing on YouTube, that's really interesting because they have had YouTube kids for a long time. We've had YouTube mm-hmm. kids from since before Maggie was born. Yeah. And it's, uh, it has no comments. It has no, I don't even think it says the description. I think it just has a title in the video 
and it's got a couple of features that make sense for you know kids viewing on an iPad. Like it, you can save stuff for offline, and it remembers what you watched already. And it's hyper G rated. I mean, it's very very G rated. Mm-hmm. So they, it's kind of like, it's kind of like bad Disney, where like the con- <laughs> the content kind of stinks. Yeah. But the kids like it, and it's. Um, you know, it's songs and like five minute crafts and stuff like that. And it's, it's fine. It's like, it's no worse than Gilligan's Island or like the garbage. <laughs> right. we, like Tom and Jerry was right. horrible. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's junk. It's brain junk. It's food, junk but. food. Yes. But it's not evil or, or anyway. So, so the idea right. of the idea of saying like, okay, we're not going to monitor, we're not going to allow, I mean, demonetized means you can't run ads. Right. It doesn't mean you can't do sponsorships or anything. Like right. That. It just means you can't run ads. Yeah. So like I have no I have on the one hand it seems a little bit arbitrary and capricious to pick like the people that they're picking to to not allow ads on. It kind of feels like the opposite of what it. Well, I don't. It's something about advertisers collecting data for advertising. It has specifically something to do with targeted advertising to children, or maybe it's. Maybe it's not that it's demonetized. Maybe it's that you can't run ads. Maybe it's that you can't run targeted ads. That might be it. Um, but then at the same time, I kind of feel like I would rather have my kid, like if I had an eight-year-old watching a YouTube video, I'd kind of rather have them see a targeted ad about a toy than an untargeted ad about Viagra. It's I totally yeah I agree. It can't be it can't be targeting. It has to be that they're not showing ads on those because the because. Even targeted ads, the ads are the worst part of the YouTube experience mm-hmm. as a parent with kids who are watching like FGTV and Dan TDM and Minecraft videos and stuff like that. Well, the, just, the worst part of it is the ads. So I pay mm-hmm. to not have ads because the ads are way, they're not, they're not like, I shouldn't say, you know, it's not Viagra or it's, and it's not even, but it'll be like a video game that's a little bit too gory or something. Right. And I'd be like, that is an ad for kids, but maybe a middle schooler, not a six-year-old. Right. So I just pay to shut them off. And honestly, the kids don't even see them anyway. They, they're just like, they're just so used to ignoring that portion of the screen that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I just prefer to have them off. And, uh, you know, and back in the day, they were using YouTube kids. There was no, there's no advertising in that at all. So it feels, it kind of feels like they're saying, okay, we did this experiment with YouTube kids and now we're going to extend it to the main product. Yeah. I think it all stemmed out of this like enormous lawsuit that they got caught up in. I Um, don't remember that. Did they get sued by, well, so they, they got sued by a bunch of FTC. Maybe they get sued so often. I can't even keep track of it. I don't know. But the, I know a lot of, a lot of, sort of adult especially political blog style vlog style channels it's been it's been in the news recently the last year or so that uh, especially some super right-wing folks mm-hmm. have like yeah, we're, we're not going to run ads on your show anymore and they're you know and for them that's like overnight loss of five six figure monthly incomes so it's like non-trivial yeah and I I have like two so <laughs> I feel I have two opinions about it and and one of them is well that's your own fault for not like <laughs> right. like look 
you're playing in somebody else. You're, you're sharecropping on somebody else's, uh, you know, outside of somebody else's castle. So you should be setting yourself up to have multiple income streams and not just be totally dependent or like the lion's share of your income coming from one place. That's just stupid. So, okay, fine. But on the other hand, it does seem, it, it seems really arbitrary and like no warning. And it just seems really in uh, it, not transparent about like when it's going to happen, what's going to happen, what, what you can do to accidentally run afoul of, of the other, like the, the rules or the algorithm. Like just the other day I was, I was um, reading about, it was an MIT professor who had a, Video on the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. which, if you recall, in the Ten Commandments, I'm pretty sure there's one about "Thou shalt not kill." I have these fifteen. Oh, wait, Ten Commandments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The stone tablet shatters. Yes. Right. And they, it got taken down because it had a reference to murder, and it was like an educational video about the Ten Commandments. So. You know what I mean? It just seems like whatever they're mm-hmm. using to filter the video seems like a very blunt instrument that <laughs> yeah, exactly. is unfairly penalizing people who, and, and then, then the bigger question is like, well, YouTube's not the only game in town, but is it like, are you stifling someone's free speech by kicking them off YouTube? Again, I'm not even talking about demonetized. I'm talking about like kicking them off. Like every video they post gets taken down. Is you're, that- you're you're not stifling their free speech, but you're maybe making it harder for them to reach their desired audience. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like it's new territory because because TV stations aren't letting them on, right? You know, they've never been kicked off of a TV station. They can't even get on. Like the vast majority of the population can't get on a TV show to the extent that TV shows still matter. But anybody can. So is make that stifling online, their free speech, yeah. or are we just so you know used to the idea of, of everyone being able to publish any video or like you know easily friction free from your phone publish a video on YouTube, and that that now all of a sudden we're like entitled to that, and getting kicked off that island. I mean, people scream about it like. And like, when you think about it, it's really weird. Yeah, it's a new situation. It's a new situation. And, you know, people who are, you know, like Joe Rogan and all of those guys, they see it as because they're they're in that they're living and breathing that medium and have, you know, millions of subscribers. And if they got kicked off tomorrow, that would be that would be a big deal for them if they hadn't Mm -hmm. prepared for it in some way, which would be stupid, as I said earlier. Um, But trying to 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 all of a sudden to be entitled like. Like, oh, well, if you're letting everyone else do it, you have to let me do it. It's like, I always come back to the same, I always come back to the same analogy, which is like, it feels like a restaurant to me or a bar where there's a bunch. So it's kind of public. It's like a lot of like random people can walk in. Mm -hmm. There's no, it's not a membership. It's not like a BJ's or something where you have to have a membership card to go in there and buy anything. It's not a private club. It's a public restaurant or it's a, a, a public establishment and you go in there but you can get kicked out for stuff yeah like i used to we used to own a, a store here locally and obviously you want people to come in and buy things but there was one or two people that i kicked out <laughs> oh really yeah that sounds like a story 
uh, it was years ago. I don't remember the details. It was just a, a um, incredibly hateful and racist person in there while dealing with other customers and stuff. And it Got just, it. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just, like, just run-of-the-mill. Yeah, run-of-the-mill. <laughs> yeah, run-of-the-mill creep. And well, yeah. so like the other night, you know, it was, it was Halloween last night and we were having company and I was going to pick up drinks at our local uh, package store or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, wine store. And on the door, it, there was a sign that said, no masks, no face paint. And right. I was like, it took me a second to process it. I was like, oh, <laughs> they don't want, <laughs> you know, somebody basically like. It like would, a 15 year old putting a mask on and coming in and buying. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So, or to stick, I, it was weird. It seemed weird. I was like, this store's well, not They gotta be able, to, they gotta be able to ID you. You have to be able to, true. Oh, right. I didn't even think of that. I just thought it was like burglary type of thing. Like, they were afraid that that uh, they get, like, like stuck up, like a 7-Eleven. Ah, uh, no, yeah, I'm pretty IDing, sure it's because they have to be able to ID you. That makes sense. Yeah, face paint. Because, oh, yeah, that's me in the lights. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot more sense. But anyway, here's this. They're like, are they encroaching on your free speech because you're not allowed to wear face paint in the, you know, when you come in? It's like, look, there's a, and I just feel like, I just feel like you should be able to do whatever the hell you want if it's your store. Like, pretty much, <laughs> pretty right. much do whatever you want. And if people don't like what you're doing, they won't come in. They can, they can shop elsewhere. Shop elsewhere, yeah. It's not like it's the only liquor store in town. So, and I, you know, there's, uh, you know, it's like segregation and like civil rights and all that stuff. Like, I'm not talking about that. Or maybe I am. I mean, maybe that is where this, maybe that is what, what Ooh, yeah, these that, folks that think. Gets, that gets to a slippery slope really quick. Right. So, like, the cultural like, norms and expectations around something like YouTube, it feels the most like like a public business. Like, where it's like kind of, it's not a government thing. It's mm-hmm. not a, a public park it's a private business, but it is constrained by certain laws and cultural norms. Like you're a private business, but you still have to comply with ADA rules. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah you have to is have a my, handicap stall or whatever. Yeah. Is my mic picking up too much of my wolf in the background? Uh, a little bit. I don't know okay. if it's too much. Adds a little flavor. <laughs> He's like, "What about me? Am I allowed?" Yeah, yeah. He wants to. He wants to podcast. I think. <laughs> I remember when dogs couldn't vote. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like at what point? <laughs> so I guess it's fair to say that YouTube is a cultural force, not just in the U.S. but in the world, and Facebook yeah, and the Facebook same. Facebook as well. Yeah. Twitter less so, but certainly is you know in that on that list. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel, I wish it was more obvious, like where, what, what the right thing was. Yeah. I I don't feel like we've answered anything. Yeah. I really don't want, I actually kind of like that Mark Zuckerberg's not going to decide what ads can run. I kind of like that in a way because I don't want him deciding what ads I can run. I should be able to run whatever ads I want. And I don't want him to be able to decide that. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, I feel like you kind of have to take, even though I think it was a, a perhaps lazy and done for the wrong reasons approach, I feel like if you're going to say no to this kind of political ad, then you have to say no to all political ads. Yeah, like who, like what's a political ad? They're just going to, it, it yeah. just seems like such a giant loophole. 
Like, first of all, who cares? Because it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like there are that many ads on Twitter anyway. Second of all, you know, and, and it's like bots and, and bad actors that are, I feel like, more of a problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's like, you just don't you just end up with this sort of like um, dog whistle type of ads happening where they're just like inflame racism or inflame uh, yeah. like super liberal um, movements that it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I honestly, I don't know what the rules are. Maybe he, maybe, maybe the rule is like anything controversial on the political spectrum will be rejected. And all you can advertise is like sneakers, <laughs> but you know, and I believe that, see, here's the thing. Like I've listened to Dorsey talk about the challenges that they're facing as a platform. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, we're software people like it's huge. Like the, the stuff that they have to deal with is gigantic. It's like off the charts, gigantic. Right. Like, you know, we've talked about it before. It's like, okay, first of all, Twitter is available in like a hundred languages and somehow they're supposed to moderate. Let's just say hate speech in a hundred languages. In a hundred languages and be able to tell the difference between uh, kids bullying another kid and kids talking about playing a video game after school in yeah. which they're going to kill each other. Yeah. So or, a ki- or someone reporting about a, or talking thoughtfully about a thing that happened to them. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's so like a dumb, a dumb straight up like keyword uh, algorithm is the kind of thing that's going to get educational videos taken down mm-hmm. or like, like, uh, let's say a, let's say a a video about or a historical video about the or an interview with a Holocaust survivor that would normally be strongly accepted by someone who's very left wing will get taken down because they refer to things that are very right wing and like it just gets disappears. I don't know. It's, it's like this is making like all of this is like like it, I feel like it's better to just give everybody everything and let them sort it out. Where does it get sorted out? Like, I agree, but at the same time, where does it get sorted out? Like, in the courts, this is global. So, it is scary to imagine the the platform sorting it out. I kind of don't love that. And I know there's not going to be a clean solution. Like, like, oh, here's an easy answer. Like, we'll just do this, and then everything will be fine. It's going to be messy and and legal-esque in that there would be judgments and rulings and you know, this isn't perfect, but it's better than what we had. It's like choice between two evils. This is what we're going to do. But I feel like one thing about one thing about and I'll probably get yelled at for this, but if it feels to me like with laws, there is a, I'm hesitant to say like total transparency, but there's kind of like precedent and, and, and you can go back and like sort of an audit trail of why the laws are the way they are. See the history of how this became a thing. Yeah. Right. And, and you can look into like particular situations around a judgment and why it was that way and, and why you might use that as precedent for a future thing. It doesn't feel, it feels very, very much not like that right now. It feels like YouTube really feels like they're shooting from the hip on a case by case basis Mm -hmm. for, you know, anything that hits, it's almost like there's a person whose job it is to read mainstream media every day and see if anybody is complaining about something that's happening on YouTube and then like looking into it and making and some reacting yeah. re- and just reacting. reaction. Yeah. Exactly. It feels like that certainly has happened. I don't know if it continues to happen. Twitter, on the other hand, 
I believe that they have really, really spent a lot. They like, they think about this every day, all the time and, Mm -hmm. and are trying to wrestle with it again. They're probably not going to come up with a good solution or like a perfect solution. They're certainly not going to please everybody, but they might be able to at least, at least make it clear what the rules of the road are so that people can just decide whether or not they want to go over the line, you know, or like, or like, like skirt the, you know what I mean? Just like get right Mm -hmm. up to the line, at least like tell us where the line is instead of just being like, oh, pornography, we'll know it when we see it. (laughs) So it's funny because like, as we're talking about this, I'm, I, I'm heavy. I already loved these things, but I'm starting to, I just, this conversation makes me love them, appreciate them even more, which is SMTP and RSS. Like, (laughs) like decentralized broadcast protocols it's like like if you're one of these youtube you know like like hardcore political left wing right wing youtube people you're bananas if you don't have a podcast too to at least have some way to uh respond if all of a sudden youtube's like "Mm, nope see ya yeah and like imagine if we like it's really easy to imagine a world in which email and, and, uh, and podcasts don't exist. Like they almost both seem like a, a miracle that they exist. I remember being confused. I remember thinking when I first started, I was like, but who owns it? Like who, <laughs> who am I buying these domain names from? Yeah. Like, like, like who owns email? <laughs> yeah. It's so confusing. Like, wait a second. Somebody built this, like but they don't just own a protocol? it. Yeah, like hundreds, maybe thousands of people worked hard to to design this, but nobody owns it. I remember being blown away by that. And I was just so confused. And now it's like, you know, it feels like they feel like gold. I'm like, wow, like that's just amazing because it's not, you know, like if you don't have that, then what do you, well, let's look at it. Okay. Let's look at it like this. Okay. You could be sending out the most disgusting, hateful propaganda, left or right, because there's bad stuff happening on both sides of the spectrum. There's still, like some mm-hmm. really gross things happening on. The, I'm, I consider myself pr- fairly liberal. I have a liberal background, music mm-hmm. musician and whatnot, like pretty standard standard issue musician, and and still I'm seeing some things happen that are um, alarming. On both mm-hmm. sides, because of course, extremists—it's extremist too extreme. On both sides, yeah. yeah, I'm just—I'm just not that extreme. So, what you know, like, who gets sued if they're sending if someone uh, an extremist on either side of the fence is is got like a, a really um, repulsive for whatever reason podcast, you know, like RSS feed or like email list. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Like, what could happen? Like, who gets sued? No one can get sued. Except for the publisher, like the person who's yeah, saying you the thing. The creator, the creator of the thing. Right. Like if, but like, if like you're people saying aren't lies gonna, people aren't gonna sue Simplecast because we say something that offends them. Yeah. And if you have uh, They might try, but it's not gonna not gonna work. Yeah, there's no right. Simplecast would be like I mean it, yeah, if we really track this, it's like say the Unabomber, like or Gandhi. <laughs> well, it'd, like it'd let's be say like Gandhi the, like say Gandhi was alive. Let's okay. say let's say when Gandhi was was a thing, you know, like in, mm-hmm. doing his thing. <laughs> I don't know how to say when, it. When when he was Gandhiing. When he was Gandhiing around, 
there was email and RSS and YouTube and uh, Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook. I don't know why I said LinkedIn, but so you have all those things. Now I'm imagining Gandhi's LinkedIn profile. (laughs) Gandhi's LinkedIn. We have a title. (laughs) So like, you know, that forces would have been, you know, he's a polarizing individual Mm -hmm. and either forces would have been trying to silence him. So if you were, you know, what, what could have, you know, so you get like, you, you get YouTube easy to take him down. You get Twitter, not as easy to take them down. Facebook, maybe not that easy to take down. Mm-hmm. YouTube, YouTube's probably the easiest one to get Gandhi removed from. Probably so, yeah. Email and RSS, impossible. The closest thing you could do with, with email would be to... Like you can block him, that's it. As a, as a subscriber. But, as, a, as a subscriber, yeah. Uh, and perhaps you could get... You could get the big inbox providers to mark them as spam. So you could go to Google and you could go to, geez, I don't know what the big ones are anymore. Google, probably Outlook. Um, SendGrid. You wouldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not even talking about middleman, like just okay. the, the inbox people. So it'd be like Microsoft, Google, who else has a big, big um, inbox? Um, I don't know, AOL maybe Apple still? Apple maybe. Maybe Apple, maybe. But anyway, the big you go to the big ones and their companies, and maybe you know maybe they think more like you do. Then they they maybe Gandhi's dangerous to them, and you convince them to stop delivering them at the very last mile. Yeah, or enough people report Gandhi as spam that he gets marked by the the big spam li- that he makes it onto the big spam list. Or- sure, but he could start his own server. You don't need yeah, to use SendGrid. Like you could fight that, but yes, it gets to the point where. Uh, I mean, but like, what's the safest one? RSS. There's no, there's no way to stop RSS, right? Like, can you think of any way to stop it? Like, if, if the people person are subscribed viewing the to feed it, has to unsubscribe from the feed, and that's it. Yeah, there's no spam. There's no deliverability. There's no. I mean, I guess the podcast players maybe maybe iTunes doesn't list it and. But if the if word of mouth is happening, then there's no there's no way to stop it. Like, I'm trying to think, you'd have to get the browser. You'd have to get all the browser people on board, so you couldn't view. You know, it could be RSS, could be podcast, could be blog. It doesn't matter. You could get the podcast players to not, but you could still yeah. reach it. You'd have to get yeah. such a and broad coalition to like RSS is like the most unstoppable. Yeah. And of course we're talking, we're talking about just opinions that people don't necessarily agree with or things that may or may not be true. We're not talking about like hate speech and I'm just saying like, no matter what the reason is, if, if a big group of people want you to shut up, RSS would be the toughest one to take down. Right. But if there, if you are, well, it would, but I'm, if you were talking about something that constituted a hate crime Mm -hmm. then you would have more legal recourse to take like the server that's publishing it down or or to stop it or that sort of thing but yeah you just pop back up somewhere else but yeah exactly you 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 would have a little more legal recourse right yeah so at some point gandhi would have to have you know a server in a closet in some country that had like the most permissive legal Mm -hmm. you know but emails definitely it would take a lot more work to prevent a message from getting out over email than um, like YouTube. So it seems like RSS 
is is the most resilient to extremist on either end. You know, someone who's trying to uh, avoid getting taken down, I guess. Oh, man. And then there's the whole the Facebook move where like, ah, we're just going to private messaging and then all of this stuff is off the table because it's encrypted end to end and nobody can see what's happening. So that's your problem. You deal with it. We're, we're like the phones. So it's like, does Facebook, this is funny because like, does Facebook want to be like the phone company or do they want to be like the New York Times? And they kind of want to have it both ways. Like we want to, we want to be protected. We want our publishers to be mm-hmm. considered to be protected by journalistic principles of free but speech. But we also want to be a private company. But we also want to be common carrier. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, look, it just, you know, they're just, yeah, they're talking through our pipes, but we can't control what they say. We can't even hear what they're right. saying. Right. They want, they want to be a utility company. <laughs> yeah. But not regulated like one. So right. they, they want to be, they want, they want the benefits of it, but not the, the downside. I mean, I'm sure everybody wants that. <laughs> I'm sure your electric company would love that. <laughs> yeah. But, Fun. Yeah. You know, I we mean, can't, we can't always get what they want and what we want. And it remains to be seen if they're, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting to come to kind of some kind of conclusion at the end of this, but, to, but I, to be honest, I am a little bit, uh, after talking it through a little bit, and just kind of spitballing it. I feel like I'm a little bit more on Zuckerberg's side than I expected, which is yeah, same surprising. Here. Same here. I didn't really expect that. Because mm. because my, my initial reaction was no, but they're lies. They're wrong. Yeah, it's right. It's okay to stop things that are undeniably wrong. Mm. Yes, unless people will deny like that. Some people deserve <laughs> to be censored. Right, exactly. And so, so on this... I was not, not the Facebook article, but the article we're talking about, you know, the MIT professor talking about their 10 commandments lesson getting taken down from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think it was the same article he brought up that, you know, in, in, I don't remember, I think it was the fifties or sixties. There was like a, the American Nazi party ran a March in Skokie, Illinois. I think it was mm-hmm. that was, you know, detestable for many reasons. And the reason they picked that spot was because a lot of, of, um, uh, Jewish folks from, I think like post-war Jewish folks had moved to that spot. So they picked that spot on purpose to be maximally offensive. And yeah. Right. But, but here's the thing. Uh, and this was just one article. I didn't really research it. I assume it's true. I believe that it's true. It could be not true. Um, was that, Everybody was like, well, no, we don't want it to shut down. Like, even the people who were appalled by it were like, well, we mm-hmm. don't want it to shut down. That would be, that's, that's like, that would be kind of like stooping to their level, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, the beauty of this country, United States, is that, you know, we don't claim fealty to a person, it's to a document or to an idea. And right. to, to mess with that, kind of screws everything up it's like that would screw everything up so i was kind of like i I almost want to uh, like look like i would love to go back and find like headlines of people who are anti-nazi but we're like no no no. yeah we're anti-nazi but they should be allowed to march like we don't want to we don't want to suppress their free speech like that's what we're escaping from right right well i mean we had a similar thing here a few years back oh the flag um, thing no, that people probably know about because we made national news. Um, uh, you know, back back when gay marriage was legalized, mm. 
And Kim Davis was like, nope, not going to oh, issue right. marriage certificates. Right, right, right. And like many of the people that opposed her, myself included, you know, I have, uh, I have very strong opinions and feelings about this, but I'm like, okay, I think your opinion is wrong. I like, I outright think that it is wrong, but I don't care if you have that opinion. That's your right to have that opinion, but it doesn't give you, li- uh, you know, liberty to not do your job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could maintain right. to opposing. Like, right. Like I, I didn't need her to just like embrace gay marriage. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's, it's against your beliefs. I think your beliefs are flat out wrong, but they're, they're yours and you're welcome to have them. But at the same time, could you maybe just also do the job you were elected to do? <laughs> yeah. That we're paying you with my tax dollars to do. Yeah. Uh, what a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, well, at least Elon's, we solved it. Elon's, Elon's rocket to Mars is sounding better and better. <laughs> for, for real. Uh, cool. Okay, so we knew we weren't going to solve anything here, but it was fun to kind of talk about it and think about it like a little bit, a little bit more, you know, like than the knee jerk, like uh, uh, Zuckerberg's crazy, yeah, and, and Jack Dorsey's a hero. It's kind of like, uh, mm. it's pretty complicated. It's pretty messy, and, and it. And they're and they're both spinning it like crazy, so that doesn't yeah, make it any are. better. They are. We we don't know the true motivations of either of them. Right. Hmm. Well, anyway, it was a fun conversation. I hope. Yeah, it was. All right, folks. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. <laughs> and I'm Kelly Shaver. <laughs> and we hope you join us again next time for terrifying robot dog. Bye. Bye.